Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and happy Wednesday. It's a beautiful day. Well, at least it's a beautiful day when we're recording this. I sure hope it's still a beautiful day on the 15th of July. I can't believe this is airing in the middle of July. I can't believe we're at this point now. Um, But here we are. Oh, the 15th marks how many months since we shut everything down? It was March 3rd. About four months. Four months. Yeah. It's insane. So here we are. Four months in, you guys are doing it. Well done. Keep going. Be encouraged. Mm-hmm. Um, sitting here with Jordan and Amy McKinnis, and we are uh, just reading the scriptures and letting them speak to us. So I invite you to do the same. If you haven't already, turn to Isaiah 44, verses 6 through 8. It's a very short passage. Pause this podcast. Read it on your own. Make some of your own observations, uh, reflections, prayers, um, whatever, however you want to engage this passage. And then Pick back up on this podcast and see if anything that you saw about the passage is something that we saw or not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in any case, it's good to be in conversation about these scriptures. It's good to have dialogue about them. If you have any thoughts and reflections about this passage or any of the passages this week, just send me an email and I would love to include them in the podcast somehow. So mm-hmm. with that, uh, we're going to read Isaiah 44 verses 6 through 8. Um, Amy, would you mind reading this one? Yeah, certainly. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. Who is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and set it before me. Since I appointed an ancient people, let them declare what is to come and what will happen. Fear not, nor be afraid. Have I not told you from of old and declared it? And you are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? There is no rock. I know not any. Hmm. I feel like it's a very bold passage. It is. Yeah, it is. God knows what he's about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, what what part in particular kind of makes you think that it's a bold passage? Uh, I think the beginning of verse 7 um, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> who is like me? Let him proclaim it. He's God's not afraid of being challenged. You know, he's 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 asking to be challenged. And, yeah. Because you know, I mean, he, he knows he's the only God, and he knows he's going to win every challenge. So. Yeah, and then the rest of verse seven too is, <laughs> who is out there that's like me? Come on, come out and say what what you've done mm-hmm. like, lay out before me what has happened since i established my ancient people mm-hmm. yes let them foretell what will come it is bold mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. it reminds me of um in job where he's like where were you when i laid the foundations of the world <laughs> you know mm-hmm. god knows who he is yeah. um, and he doesn't often hold this card but he does no, where he's like, okay, you think you're better than me? You think you have these 
these idols can do better than me, like I'll stand up to any challenge. Mm -hmm. um, which is just really cool to have a God like that who knows who he is and isn't afraid to wield his power when he needs to. Mm -hmm. um, so, mm -hmm. yeah, that's cool. And, um, we, and we've all seen it. You know, verse 8 says, and you are my witnesses. So we've, I mean, so we've already seen, you know, I mean, through the Bible and in our individual lives, we've all seen how God works. Um, you know, so what other gods in this life, you know, can we make those same proclamations? Yeah. You know, it's like Peter's saying, um, you hold the words of eternal life. Who, to whom else should we go? Mm -hmm. We, we can't follow anyone else. You're mm -hmm. kind of our only choice here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this comes at a point in Isaiah where, I mean, Isaiah is prophesying all about their exile. And um, I think God is coming down on their idolatry, um, which needs to be um, rooted out. In you know, as they go into exile, God's like, you got to let go of these, these idols. Um, this is... This is causing a lot of trouble between us. Mm -hmm. So I think he's really coming down hard on on where people's hearts are at, mm -hmm. you know, and um, what other things they might put between them and God or might hold the same level as God or consider God one among many things that they kind of turn to. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's too far... I don't think that's irrelevant today. No. You know, um, our gods are not made of wood and stone necessarily, but they're made of all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And I think we turn to a lot of different things in our lives. And um, I think God is maybe an afterthought or something that we, you know, um, kind of turn to as a last resort, um, something like that. So mm -hmm. I think there's a, a word in here for us to lay down our idols, even though in this passage in, in particular, um, it says, is there God, any God besides me? There's no other rock. I know not one. So um, rock could refer to other idols that people are making or setting up mm -hmm. for themselves. But um, yeah, I was just thinking about like the idols um, that we hold and we hold above God and you know, to be able to turn to God and let him say, who is like me? Um, yeah, I'm, I am your one and only God to turn to. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's something I was thinking about. Yeah, it's so easy to take up idols. I, I know for a fact that I have mm -hmm. a couple <laughs> hidden away. So, mm -hmm. yes. Oh. It, it feels like they're always there for you because you can you can see them and touch them. and Right. Yeah. You know, even when you... You know read your bible daily and spend time with god daily it's it's not the same mm -hmm. you know even though we you know we know in our heads that you know he's with us all day every day yeah you know well and look what happens when so many of our quote-unquote idols our possessions uh, are taken away mm -hmm. um i would hope that um in the midst of a pandemic and quarantine and all these changes that are going on that as I lose things, as things get pulled away from me, I would hope that I could, um, you know, of course grieve, but be satisfied with 
you know, I'd be willing and freely be able to let go of things, patterns in my life, objects in my life, um, relationships, um, and let God be enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But when I so tightly hold on to things and make demands um, on God or on other people, doesn't that show where my idolatry is? You know, mm-hmm. how much idolatry there is. Um, so whether it's money or whether it's a church service or whether it's, you know, my family mm-hmm. or whatever, like I can't see my family in California right now. And how how much does that shake my identity? Mm-hmm. You know, so um, so do I look to God and go, hey, you're enough for me and um, and there's no one else besides you? Or is it like, yeah, th- I'm glad that I have God, but man, if I, I need these other things in my life too in order to feel secure, mm-hmm. um, then um, I think that's part of idolatry, rooting itself in my heart. And I need to be aware of that and let God rip that out. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of things like that that, um, that we need to wrestle with. Sure. The this next section in the in Isaiah forty four says, the absurdity of idol worship, <laughs> <laughs> which is a great great uh, title of the uh, section. Yeah. Other reflections, questions, things that you guys are noticing about this passage. Yeah, something that I struggle with is uh, there's so many times in in scripture when God says, "Do not be afraid." Yeah. And Verse 8 says, do not tremble, do not be afraid. But um, the phrase God-fearing is a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I I don't know where the distinction is between not being afraid and fearing God. So mm-hmm. know, that's just something that I wonder about a lot. Yeah. What, what do you think? What, what do you think are some of the differences there? Um. I think that being afraid of God doesn't doesn't necessarily mean fearing for your uh, for your health or for your safety. But if you fear God, then it means that you're being obedient. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like yeah. I said, I struggle with this <laughs> yeah. a lot. Yeah. How about you, Amy? Do you have any thoughts about that? Um. Not any answers, <laughs> but, you know, just kind of reiterating, you know, his point, you know, kind of the, I'm got, and I think it's a fairly recent change, you know, in the church where we're trying to make God more comfortable and, you know, like trying to, you know, think of him more as, you know, a father or a dad, you know, and as a parent rather than, you know, a God that we worship. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, yet we're expected to fear him. But, you know, I I might have feared my father when I was a young child, but, you know, I don't, I'm not afraid of him anymore as an adult, you know. So, so kind of, what is it? Are we, you know, are we supposed mm-hmm. to be afraid of God or, you know, are we supposed to look at him like a father? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that just seems... Uh, to contradict itself. Yeah. So I'm still afraid of your dad. <laughs> He's six five. So. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I I think there's a nice little paradox there. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not supposed to be resolved. I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's an easy answer to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think God is both somebody who removes our fear mm-hmm. and helps us feel safe and, and comforted and secure um, in a really good way. He mm-hmm. is a father, good father, but he's also the king of the universe, and we should be deathly afraid of crossing him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's true too. I mean, God, uh, Jesus says, like, um, uh, you know, don't you should fear the one who can throw your whole body into hell, you know, mm-hmm. like, Oh, geez. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but he's also the one who says, don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't be afraid. Um, you have nothing to fear. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think there's maybe a healthy both end there of mm-hmm. fear in God and also not being afraid at all. Mm-hmm. It could be good. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's a good observation though. God says, do not fear. And that comes all over scripture, mm-hmm. but and then we're also commanded in scripture to fear God. So, um, yeah, I think it, it does come down to obedience and, um, you know, having a, a deep respect and awe and worship of someone who's completely other than us. Mm-hmm. But then also, again, knowing that God comes down to be with us wherever we are and makes covenant with us. Mm-hmm. So, sweet. Well, thanks, guys. Um, so, today, as you are... Um, going through your Wednesday, just remember that um, God is fighting for you and God is with you and he is your God and um, he is a jealous God. He doesn't want to have anything else uh, standing or competing uh, with him in your life. So um, let's fear God today and turn over the things that we might attach our identity to and, um, and turn to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So with that, Go in peace, everybody, and we'll be in your earbuds tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.